Hello, hello. What's going on, fam? Chilling, man. Episode 19. Episode 19. Hold on, let me get my mic secured. This Why thing, like, I? I bring it up and it goes back down. Yeah. Bring it up, it goes back then down. You got you to gotta, gotta adjust it on the right side. Uh, this is annoying, but I'll fix it later. Anyway, welcome, everyone. Welcome. Episode 19 of the Terrible Reception Podcast. I am going to point something out that probably nobody would notice until I'm pointing it out just now. I am wearing the same gray shirt I was wearing last time we recorded. I know. Last time we recorded was two weeks ago. I washed this shirt, I promise. Hey, it's kind of like nobody says anything when they watch The Simpsons. True. It's like they wear the same outfits. Nobody's judging them. You know what's funny? I always remember this one episode of The Simpsons when uh, they show you a glimpse of, uh, I think it was Bart Simpson's closet. Mm. And he literally has the same shirt, same pants, same, same pants. shoes. <laughs> so funny. I wish life was that simple where you could just be like, all right, that's my outfit. You're going to accept it. I know what I'm wearing today. I know what I'm wearing tomorrow. It's funny because Jay showed up and I have to admit I was wearing the same gray shirt as well. <laughs> For some reason it just happened. <laughs> And I was like, we can't do this. So I <laughs> so switched out on the shirt. <laughs> Which, it doesn't help because I switched out into the shirt I was wearing yesterday. Uh-huh. But whatever. It works. It, it is what it is. Nobody saw you yesterday. No. But now you just outed yourself. Exactly. You dirty. Hey, if you want the truth, you're coming to this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, episode 19 of the Terrible Reception Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Remember to... Wow, that usually comes out a lot smoother. Remember to go to YouTube subscribe like leave a comment turn on that little bell notification go to apple Podcasts. yeah make sure to leave a review and leave a rating uh because the more you interact with us the more we shoot up the charts of the podcasts oh, i thought you were gonna say the heroin from like a couple episodes back we, we could do that too <laughs> in celebration you know what <laughs> Episode 20 is coming around. <laughs> it's time to shoot Yo, up. Celebration and Spotify. Make sure to go Spotify podcast also. Uh, follow us on there. Even if you don't use uh, Spotify to listen to your podcast, just do it anyway. No. Make us look cool out there. Because um, we can't emphasize enough. We say it every episode. Numbers, numbers, and numbers are everything people look at. So, By the time you guys are hearing this podcast, I hope you guys have been enjoying your summer. Mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's better you know when it's super hot out because jersey we all know it gets super super humid at times fluctuation of temperatures sometimes you're lucky or better off to be indoors working at your job where they have central ac or something like that or you get accommodated or used to that air conditioning feel mm-hmm. but uh I don't know where you're going with this. I just want somebody to enjoy the summer. Oh, You'll okay. see. What I'm that had to do with anything what's, that we what's, were just talking about. What's my name, bitch? Segway Jesus. That's what that the fuck a, it is. That was a terrible Jesus. Segway Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm not done yet, though. You didn't let me finish. Go. All right. So Segway Jesus. Land the plane. I'm landing the plane. Listen, jet plane. You got to check with Air Patrol. Okay. I'm Air Patrol. <laughs> air Control says you need to land this plane because there's other planes behind you trying to land. <laughs> well, fuck them. They're going to have to circle. So check this out. I was going to say I hope everybody's enjoying their summer. I hope everything's going well. I hope everybody's working hard because I know we are. But we're headed out of the country. Yes. So I was thinking we could do something interesting where we can maybe do an overseas podcast. Hmm. Uh-huh. 
No, I'm not doing that. Oh my god, I'm on vacation. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> Great idea, but I want to enjoy my vacation. I've been wanting this vacation for so long. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I have a gig while I'm on vacation, but uh, um, outside of that, I'm not going to be working. That's at good. All. That's good. At all. At all. Don't force me. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll record when we get back. Definitely. Or we'll record right before we leave. So if you guys don't peep, uh, you know, another podcast within the next three weeks, that's the reason why. It'll be. If know. we record one next week, we'll we'll have one released before we leave. Something like that. Yeah. But anyway uh so we released the promo video for last week's episode um about the trypophobia thing yes and got a lot of responses a lot of people thought they were by themselves with that no. that, that feeling no that's how i felt for know. so many years and then i was like you know what look there's a lot of people out here look at us bringing awareness to a, <laughs> a thing that's crippling our youth these days crippling. <laughs> the new epidemic <laughs> Tripophobia. But uh yeah, man, a lot of people commented saying that they thought that that was just them uh reacting and they thought that they were weird and all this stuff. So we built a little community of like ten people that were like, no, that video almost made me throw up. It's like people <laughs> coming to an AA meeting. <laughs> Basically. That's amazing. If you guys need help, we got you. We got you. Yes. Especially this is the first time I'm uh drinking this keto shake mm-hmm. while recording. Usually I have like a water hidden or something, mm-hmm. but um, I gotta say, I mean, I kind of been getting tired of it, but at the same time, it's still glorious. Mm-hmm. Keep give give people a keto update on where you're at. I am currently. Well, I weighed myself this earlier this week, and I'm at one eighty one. My original goal, I smashed that thing. I was supposed to. I was aiming for 185 before I went on vacation. Yeah. So I was at 185 a couple of weeks ago. So I still had a month left. So I was like, hey, let me try to get down to 175. So I have six more pounds to go before we leave in about two and a half weeks. And um, I'm honestly really happy where I'm at. Mm. And I won't be disappointed if I don't make it to 175. Okay. And I was talking about um, how I'm going to be while I'm on vacation. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be too strict, but at the same time, I'm not going to eat bowls of rice yeah, yeah. every five minutes. You know what I mean? So, true, true. Because you can easily put on 10 pounds in like no, a week and a half. No, definitely. <clears throat> I mean, honestly, uh, congratulations on where have you gotten so far. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I've seen you work hard at it. I've, I've, I mean, you've approached this as persistently as you have, I guess, you know, your career musically or photography wise mm-hmm. and you see the results so like thanks man yeah man killing Thank it you for acknowledging it killing it especially with the workout um just eating habits and all so mm-hmm. i think you're at a health way 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 healthier weight absolutely and my knees thank me for it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's another thing you feel you feel like mm-hmm. your age you should yeah. feel a little younger absolutely more energy more clear-headedness yeah yeah um and i was reading something the other day i don't know if i mentioned it before but every pound that you lose relieves four pounds of pressure off your knees and i've had surgery on my right knee before so, so that, how many pounds did you lose 44 if jesus, i did the math so right. 80 pounds off your knees yeah basically jesus 80 Christ. what was it four pounds for every <laughs> what was it four pounds one pound for every Four pounds of pressure off your knees for every pound. Mm. 
So 44 times 4 equals, I just relieved 176 pounds of pressure That's a off lot. my knees. That's a lot. Yes. And people not realizing that. No, at all. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Don't want to bore people too much with a keto update because cool. I have a couple topics I want to discuss. Wait, one more thing about keto before you go. I know on social <laughs> before media. Before I leave, leave you doing this podcast by yourself. <laughs> yep, that's it. I want you to prepare yourself. No, but I was going to say, um, tell them about your social media journey to get this glorious rebel ice cream. Oh, my goodness. So if you were following me uh, a couple of days ago, um, I was on a mission to find this Rebel ice cream. And I checked a couple places before, and I don't know why I didn't think about just going on the website to see if they had like a place where they carry them. Well, they only sold it in the South, like right. like mid Midwestern and South areas. This mm-hmm. is the first time I think it's hit the yeah. East Coast. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad Northern. it did. Well, um, I was told that several shop rights have them. You told me there was one around here. Mm-hmm. Amy told me there was one around Herpway. And my stupid ass thought that maybe there's one around my way because I have like maybe three shop rights within like 15 minutes from my house. Because this goes deeper than they're just having Rebel yeah, Ice Cream yeah, in the shop. Exactly. <laughs> Which is crazy because I'm going to go into a, like a little tangent. And that might segue into something, one of the topics that I have. So I'm working even when I'm not. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> so, uh, so this Rebel Ice Cream, right? And now it just sparks another conspiracy. Not a conspiracy, but an, uh, a fact into my head that um, in, I don't want to say impoverished neighborhoods because it's not a impoverished neighborhood, but in less health conscious neighborhoods, mm-hmm. they don't have very much health conscious I think Products. surrounding areas are giving those areas stigmas. Mm-hmm. If you want to ask, yeah. yeah. So um, don't get in there yet because I'm going to ask you something later. No, I got you. <laughs> don't get too deep <laughs> just yet. But uh, so my point is, uh, I went on the website and saw that several shop rights, well, one shop right in my area had it after already going to two, one of them. Okay. And uh, the shop right by my house is just like one of those like pretty diverse ones where it's like it carries just a lot of products and stuff gotcha um so i didn't even think about hey this is not a very uh health conscious area mm. so i went to the one in bloomfield okay wow yeah so i went to the one in bloomfield because they said they carry it um and i arrived there and it has like the first thing i see once i walk into the door because i'm like trying to get in there and get out yeah yeah because i'm a little frustrated at this point yeah, yeah. um so I get there and I see a fridge full of like keto coffee. I was like, yeah, good sign. <laughs> good sign. So I head straight to the ice cream aisle. Didn't find it at yeah. all. I ran up and down those aisles like two or three times. Yeah, yeah. So then I went to the one by your house two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Or yesterday. Two days ago. Two days ago. And uh, I found it there, but I didn't see it in the ice cream aisle. And I asked somebody and I should have asked somebody in Bloomfield, where is your rebel ice cream? Because I found it in the natural foods aisle. Yes. Which I didn't even know how to freeze there. That's that's what I was about to say. I say that would have went past my yeah. So I finally found it and I tried it and it was amazing. I put my cheesecake bites in it. Put a little fruit cream, uh, fruit uh, dressing. Yeah, what yeah. are we calling that? Uh, I don't know. I was I, to me, fruit it's close to berry jelly, sauce. berry sauce, berry sauce. Yeah. sauce. Yo, orgasmic. Nice. Yeah. No, very, it's like honestly, happy. even if you guys aren't on keto, Rebel Ice Cream, I think it only has what seven or eight carbs. 
to every pint of yeah. ice cream. Some of them have different numbers, but you can get one as low as I think the vanilla is like five this, net carbs per pint. This tastes, um, if I could compare it to anything, like last time I was in Italy, I had real gelato, and I would say that this ice cream is, if not more, just like creamy. Um, it's like pure. It does. It has like monk fruit, has like sweeteners and stuff like that. It's not too sweet. Maybe it's like our palates have changed, but maybe if you guys are listening, try it. Give us your feedback because I think it's a really, really good product. Yeah, and um, it's yeah, it's it's delicious. So a lot of people ask me about it. Um, just anybody looking for healthier options for ice cream. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing is, um, it's not dairy free. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry for the lactose people. Yeah. Um, but it's no extra sugar, no added sugars. Mm -hmm. Um very low carbs like we mentioned and it tastes pretty good yeah if you guys um, want an alternative that is dairy free mm -hmm. i do recommend the um so delicious sugar free yeah. um dairy free dairy free bars bars are good <clears throat> uh the chocolate cover ones or they sell pints but it's very limited on the uh flavors i think they have like uh chocolate vanilla butter pecan and i think that's where it ends mint chip i think mint chip as well mm -hmm. it's decent decent selection but nothing crazy it's decent okay so yeah. um conspiracy bag i'm conspiracy gonna get into your bag. conspiracy bag let's do it. let me know what you think is going on in dr <laughs> oh man um <laughs> i don't know to me because i have no idea i mean i've been reading yeah, little yeah. articles here and there and I, I can't call it i mean you I know what know it is what the I, hell's going on to me there's certain things where I feel like larger company, uh, larger countries try to keep other countries at a certain <clears throat> empowerment or standstill. Mm -hmm. So I feel like. So you think somebody's sabotaging the DR all the time? I, I feel like people. Oh, I feel like I hate when people say the DR, and I just said that. Yeah, <laughs> the DR, and you were like super, super like I don't know passionate about that. You're like the, the DR. DR. <laughs> We just need my mom to come in and be like the Dominican. <laughs> so oh, that's even whiter when people say the Dominican. <laughs> yeah, I hear it all the time. <laughs> no, so I was like, uh, I was thinking, you know, it's not people don't like the government. I swear, this is not like even conspiracy bag anymore. I really feel like we have. I mean, it's been proven that there's technology that can control climate. So whether it's climate control or you see like tsunamis, hurricanes taking over islands, St. Martin, all these other things, um, you know, there could be a lot of quote unquote natural disasters. But I feel at the same time, you know, when a country is <clears throat> when other countries make money off of other countries, I feel like you have to keep them keep them at a certain place what are you doing <laughs> i'm trying to fix this mic <laughs> it's really bugging me <laughs> yeah but this 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 is where it's at it's like if you you know if you don't want somebody to advance especially like a country like the dominican republic um where there is been a lot of poverty and you know i guess uh crime and stuff like that it wants to scare the american people from going there having money circulate <clears throat> things like that so to me i see it more from um capitalistic standpoint mm -hmm. so and and if not if 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 i have to step outside of the uh, conspiracy bag unfortunately it's just one thing where somebody's somebody's just creating a 
bad name for the Dominican Republic on their own. They could be from the Dominican Republic. Do you think yeah. the person trying to sabotage the Dominican Republic is the same person that called a hit on David Ortiz? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's extra deep. <laughs> but, uh... Because that happened around the same time. And I don't mean to laugh, but... Um, no, no, no. Thankfully, he's okay. I feel... Um, I You know, what's even worse, it's not, not even like the Dominican Republic, it's the Caribbean. Because um, I had... I shot a, w a wedding recently, and it was from... I don't. Do you remember Estanya? Okay, I well, would remember that name. Okay, well, she she's a friend that I met a long time ago when I met like Cass. Hmm. Uh, we all worked at the same food joint called Fresh City, hmm. and uh, her friend is Carlene that I shot the wedding with, which I shot hmm. her brother's wedding. Yeah, yeah. A lot of connections, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But those whole circle of people, including Kendall know that couple that went missing in the Bahamas. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw him post something yeah. about it. Yeah. Was it the bah Bahamas or Bermuda or something like that? One of the Barbados? Bees. One of the bees. It's one of those. But <laughs> they were a couple from Montclair. And unfortunately, uh, they're still missing. The only things that they found were the jet ski that they rented. Mm. But a lot of things have been happening in the Caribbean where people are going missing or people are dying. or, And it just sucks. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I guess when it hits closer to home, you're just like, wow, this is, mm -hmm. this this could happen to anybody. This is real. This is real. Real deal. Holy feel. Well, I'm hoping for that family, uh, no matter what the outcome. I just hope that people can find their answers, find their peace, and that uh, everybody else can uh, have an understanding of what happened to their friends. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel a lot of weird things go on now, and I feel like war uh is not as evident or generalized um i feel like you know people slip in little uh tacks in the street quote unquote hmm. to slow the wheels of some countries so that's my take who do you think it is i don't know you think it's europeans so you french people you're trying to drive people but to france <laughs> rather than the caribbean the thing is too that's another thing with france um you know even though i was born in france there's like a certain pride that or like from you take from your heritage or your country. But right now, um, the way I've been seeing France going, uh, it's not what it used to be. It's 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 picking up that hectic, crazy American. Something's happening on the news. People are dying all the time. Cars are on fire. You got the yellow jacket movement. You know, it's, it's a lot of rebellion. It's the government versus the people. <clears throat> And um, you never know. I, I feel like a lot of these countries have, we can't even start to comprehend the finances they have, mm -hmm. especially from world travelers. Like France is a very wealthy country. Mm -hmm. And the technological advancements I've seen, even when I was younger, like when I used to visit when I was 16, um, I had my godmother and my godfather. He worked for the Grand Prix, mm -hmm. or he worked for Renault. So when you saw Formula One races, mm -hmm. uh, you saw like all the technology that went into the cars then. But you also saw jet fighters that used to like present themselves from the government. And I would see these things go like this. It'd be like, and it like be at a standstill, mm -hmm. like it was like the uh, what was it called, the Blackbird from X Men? 
Oh, it was. It is Blackbird, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you would see technology <clears throat> like that where it was like, yo, it could stop in midair and stuff like that. So the way I see it, and especially hearing things from the Joe Rogan, uh, Bob Lazar, <laughs> that was gonna be one of my topics. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I was I was saying that like I've, I've I feel like I've gotten so much more insight to, uh, you know where our technology can be and i, I feel shouldn't even have told you about that then just gets you deeper and deeper no into your conspiracy it, bag it does you're gonna get lost in there but you know what it, it really your conspiracy bag is like the size of a female like travel bag no it's the size of santa <laughs> claus's gift bag you know like <laughs> wait wait before you go on with that yeah i'm looking up stuff while you've been going off on this right i was just joking about the france thing but what do you think is the number one uh, well the stereotypical drink a Dominican would drink, like alcoholic beverage, a hard rum, liquor, rum, hard liquor, rum. Yeah. What was like one of the big ones? It's not uh, a rum; it's a cognac. Oh, like a uh, Hen- Hennessy. Hennessy. Where's yeah. the Hennessy factory at? France. <laughs> What's another one? Wow, connecting dots. What's another one? Um, Diddy. That, th- think oh, Diddy. Ciroc. Ciroc. Where's the Ciroc factory? France. Wow. <laughs> Damn. I solved the case. You're welcome, FBI. Yeah. Well, when you think about it too, like the, uh, I mean, Fran- uh, France. France has France has a lot of investments in the Haitian community too. Mm-hmm. And when you when you think Yo, that when Haitians that, and Dominicans hate each other, well, yeah. mostly Dominicans on the maybe the Haitians are paying the French to kill the Dominican people Yo. but it's Americans that are getting hit in the crossfire <laughs> this is a whole new cold war but that's how you hit Dominicans harder to hit the ones that are up here oh wow that are going down there to vacation so then they won't come down there and bring more money and circulate into the country exactly wow I'm proud of how your conspiracy bag is this. grown. <laughs> this guy used his conspiracy Mine bag. Was a little pocket yeah, his, no. he had a clutch. All right, <laughs> not even. He was like had one of those like flat ass, like bougie ass, like little magic like, wallet, yeah, thing. little magic wallet things. And I'm like, all right, Jay. And oh, now, no. and now he's like got a whole LV bag full of conspiracies. Oh, yo, hold on, if this. But did you factory... also hear about the recent news from the New York Times, where? 31 french people committed suicide at the one f- job facility did you tell me about that or did i read that randomly i think i read it yesterday no please well, tell me apparently um there is a company in france where 31 of their employees committed suicide and i will bring up the article sheesh yeah and it's it just seems it's happened recently right yeah like a few days ago mm-hmm like roger federer versus nadal <laughs> i give him random sports updates throughout the day no the, it was kind of i'm trying to find it ow shit if you watch this on youtube and see random like cuts in and out of the video um one annoying thing about our camera is that it only records in half hour spans so mm-hmm. if you ever hear my alarm going off that's why here guys and if you i don't know if you guys can off, see this but new york times <clears throat> 35 employees committed suicide where will their bosses go to jail yeah why'd they commit suicide? what was the reasoning well here we go so it says paris in their blue blazers and tight haircuts the aging men look uncomfortable in their courtroom dock and for a good reason. They are accused of harassing employees so relentlessly that workers ended up killing themselves. Jesus. Did they all do it at the same time? 
Uh, that says the men, all former top executives of France giant telecom company, wanted to downsize the business by thousands of workers a decade ago, but they couldn't fire most of them. The workers were state employees, employees for life, and therefore protected. Hmm. So the executive, uh, the executives resolved to make a life unbearable for the workers to make them quit. To make them quit. Fuckers. Prosecutors say instead. At least 35 employees, workers, advocates say nearly double that number committed suicide, feeling trapped, Shit. betrayed, or despairing of to ever finding new work in France's immobile label market. So, I guess... Did they say any? Well, they didn't say anything whether they did it at the same time. Well, I guess it's... Whether it's even overtime, overtime, but I just that's think so it's kind of crazy. Like, if that's your body count at a mm-hmm. job, like, imagine you go to Chipotle and you're just like... You know, twenty employees kill themselves over time working at Chipotle. I'm like, I feel you. Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, it's crazy to get like three to four people to go to like HR. Like, let's say you're having a problem at a, at a workplace, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to get like three to four people. Like, yo, let's go in there. We got to be all on the same page. Let's do this. Let's overthrow the government or whatever. That's a lot. Yeah, That's but lot. thirty-one people to just say, hey. I'm ending this. Oh. That's crazy. And the thing is with France, like, I swear, like, even recently, because I ha- since I'm going to France, I didn't want my dad picking me up from the airport this time. I wanted to actually take a train. Mm. But the thing is, even with transportation or any type of business, you always got to watch out because France is always going on strike mm-hmm. because they have those situations where they're changing the contract or people are missing out on their benefits or whatever. And people go on strike. So, like, even when I arrive, it's like the strike is going on until August 1st with certain um, trains. Hmm. So, I can't even take a train. To... Damn, Frenchies. I know, man. It's crazy. Killing Dominicans, going on strike, so you can't Ooh. take your train. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, you know, <laughs> we got to hold up. We got to fact check a little yo, bit. But, man. I mean, I, hey, I, I, I like where you were going you with like that. like that, right? I like that. that I'm, yo, I'm telling you. My true true crime podcast, bro, is opening up my eyes to well, the, new, the evil in people. <laughs> the, the thing too is the new um, the new president uh, Macron that they inducted into France. Macron, it's not macaroon, it's Macron. <laughs> I he, like macaroons. Though. He uh, he's a cool guy. Like I, he, when I first saw him, like he, he was laying down the swag onto Rihanna. I don't know if you oh, ever I saw don't that. Remember that yeah. <laughs> no, like um, my dad likes him a lot. He's like the quote unquote Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. that made it in France. Okay, but a lot of people don't like him for that. Mm. So a lot of people have been trying to throw dirt on his name. So I don't know if that's also connected, where you might have. You know, did you ever hear the analogy? I think it was KRS one that said it, where he said, you know, um, you can go to the manager at Burger King and complain to him about how the fries are cold, like that. You know, I think he told me about. You that, know, yeah. it's kind of like as a customer, you are, you know, just somebody. You're you're a citizen, and you're going to the manager, and you're thinking that going to the president and complaining to him changes everything. But there's people mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. the manager, behind and under, and exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah. I feel like it's easy to reach people too. Yeah, if mm-hmm. if you, there's always bigger powers be, behind who you see, mm-hmm. you know that that's just uh, that's why they always say that if you want some kind of change. I mean, politics is very difficult, but mm-hmm. if they say that you want some kind of change, to do your local government before exactly going higher. Because that's that's another thing uh, within within business or within anything else you guys have to be like a bundle Ooh, 
you guys have to be like a bundle you the thought. <laughs> yeah you guys yeah. have to be like a bundle of sticks like mm-hmm. you got to be hard to break you can break one stick by itself yeah but if you guys go in as a bunch right more it's power harder. it's harder to break you exactly so that's that's basically what i was getting is just like it's harder to break when you guys are empowered yes yes i like this i like this um going back to kind of touching on the keto thing again right okay have you ever had keto dreams keto dreams yeah please inform me i don't know if this is like a term but i kind of just like coined it whatever if it is doesn't exist i'm compatting it okay um so actually carb dreams right mm-hmm. have you ever had a dream where you're in some kind of restaurant or something like that and you accidentally eat carbs and then you realize that after your face is full of like whatever it is that you're oh, eating wow. you're like oh no <laughs> i felt like that was like my experience with cas in indonesia <laughs> yours happened for real <laughs> i've been having dreams though so frequently that i'm losing my teeth mm. i've read i forget what it was i was reading something about like dreams and their interpretations of what they mean mm. one of them was about that let me see if i can find it real quick like i've lost my teeth like the meaning at of least it. three times in the past month in dreams and it's like i become really self-conscious about it or it's like i kind of quote unquote even though i'm not feeling pain in my dream i'm feeling mm-hmm. like you know like there's blood everywhere i'm like why are my teeth falling out it's like kind of weird i don't even know it's like oh here we go dream moods notes notes that dreams where you lose teeth are typically associated with feelings of powerlessness Mm. and loss of control on a personal note i can recall a friend blah 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 i think this is just like uh what do dreams mean okay here's another one seven common stress dreams decoded Mm. so this is the i guess the continuation of the article losing teeth or falling out here we go la 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 they can also mean that you're worried about losing something, like a job or a relationship. Mm. Interesting. Do with that inform. Do with that information you know what? what you choose. No, no. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, to be honest, is that I was stressing um, about my career in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I got in a really dark place in the sense where I was like being snappy in text messages towards me <laughs> no 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 hey listen you could be a tortoise too okay snappy tortoise but uh snap snap no it's it's one of those situations where it was kind of like i guess i looked at it from the worst perspective as an artist because you know like we do live in a day and an age where you don't feel like there's a consistency or a loyalty all the time i've seen some of the greatest um of performers entertainers that they have this kind of like longevity for a certain amount of time they're the greatest on top of the world and they eventually lose that one day and and i'm not even talking about the top of the top there's sometimes like these acts that come and go like they're beloved for a minute and then like what happens to their lives after that that like made me think about some things because you work so hard to acquire this position just to make a career out of your recognition, your popularity. And then you have to do your best, even from getting, when when you think you put a single out and you're like, oh, I'm gonna ride off the single, but then you need like an album and then you need all this other stuff. And you gotta have that luck on top of it, that hoping that everything you do like takes fire. 
And then I'm like, what happens to the day that like little Nas X is like not popular anymore? Does he go back to like a regular job? Does he have like, you know? I, I think he's, unless he blows his money somehow, I think he's set for life. I would hope so. That's all they say. Like all you need is that one banger and your family's like yeah, yeah. your kids kids are good no i think about that though because i was just like uh you know just like any other human being like i don't care who you are it's like i'm confident in my skill set and stuff like that but if it's not recognized by the public sometimes mm. i feel like it's hard to make a career out of what you do yeah so it's not solely based off of your quality your talent or who you are mm. um you need some kind of validation yeah you need some type of validation or you know <clears throat> some type of applause and it's just like Mm -hmm. when people decide to not give you that anymore one day like hopefully everybody's okay or you made enough money mm -hmm. that you can survive yeah i mean we were talking about this the other day and i, I feel like and it's very difficult because i've always been the guy that's like trying not to seek validation but we're in an industry where we need some kind of validation mm -hmm. to know that we are going at least down the right path yeah as far as our creativity and um so you kind of get caught up in that like hey if i post something on instagram if it doesn't get as much likes as i thought i was gonna get then you know you feel like a failure but yeah. you know you try not to you kind of just like i try to at least just let it fly and not look at the notifications i even yeah. turn my notifications off that way i'm not distracted because we it, literally you know? live off of comments and likes it's not mm -hmm. something you it's been going on with that audio i don't know but uh i've been seeing yeah. with the computers in general mm -hmm. but what I'm saying is that, uh, you know, it's not something you, it's not a physical thing we could truly obtain. It's like, it, again, it's comments and likes. It's, it's, it's like having a review, uh, mm -hmm. on your website. Mm -hmm. Are you five stars? Are you four stars? Are you three stars? Yeah. You know? And you're at the mercy of everybody else. And, and I hate it. having that feeling. Yeah. I think that's probably why you're having those dreams. I, that's what I feel. Because it's not in your control. You can control so much. Like you can control as far as the quality of the product you put out, mm -hmm. but you have no control as to how people are going to receive it. Yeah, and I think that's exactly why you're right. I've your been teeth having, are falling out. My teeth are falling out <laughs> of my dreams, and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's what I've been feeling. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, going back to ice cream, mm. what do you think about this ice cream liquor incident? <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. I was thinking about like, why is the Hennessy on this ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have used a different word. No, no. Um, I don't know, man. I, I so many, uh, I don't know, immature things gain uh gain traction and popularity. It's just like so corny. It's so it's so corny. corny, and like, but everybody still applauds if people think it's funny. It's I don't know. It's funny until somebody gets arrested, which that girl got arrested, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's stupid. You, you never know. Like, for me, mm -hmm. like, what if that person had herpes? Or, like... That's exactly you know, like, why the... What do they call the FDA? Yeah, yeah. Got involved? Um, but, um, or something like that. It's like, it's like, there's people out there that, like, you could have diseases, and they're so unhappy with their lives, they try to just pass it on. Mm -hmm. And I know that's, like, deeper. Again, that's a conspiracy bag, but... Mm -hmm. You know when when people are doing outrageous stuff like that it's you know you never know what's going on cloud chasing for stupid shit yeah man but um i asked that because i fell into a rabbit hole the other day and uh i think it was on twitter mm. um when they were these were being talked about and everybody was like copycatting all i'm gonna call stuff. you alice because you're always <clears throat> ending up in this rabbit hole Yo, for real <laughs> uh but i got into 
Because when you go on Twitter, right, and somebody, let's say a tweet goes viral, I like jumping into the comment section because a lot of people have like really funny comments, but yeah. this wasn't too funny. Okay. <laughs> this was more of uh, the reasoning behind why certain i think most products have like that seal that yeah. plastic seal on their products so now ice cream has the plastic seal. the plastic seal on it but you know i still feel like those people rip it off yeah yeah like, put but it down. what i was saying is um this guy tweeted um in that viral tweet that that dumb girl did uh to google the Ch chicago mm -hmm. tylenol murders of the 1982 so i did my research and i landed on wikipedia and I found this. The Chicago Tylenol murders were a series of poisoning deaths resulting from drug tampering in the Chicago metropolitan area in 1982. Mm. The victims had all taken Tylenol, Tylenol branded acetaminophen, okay. acetaminophen, fen? I don't know how to pronounce medications, but capsules um, that had been laced with potassium cyanide. Jesus a Christ. total of seven people died in the original poisonings with several more deaths in subsequent copycat crimes. Mm. These incidents led to reforms in the packaging of over-the-counter substances to the federal anti-tampering laws. So what I put together mm. was that because of these incidences, incidents or incidences, incidents um i'm guessing that's when uh companies started like sealing their their products gotcha. like how sodas have that like one thing or any kind of drink has that one thing that if yeah yeah this you snap, snap it yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um i always check that with, with the water plastic. bottles you should now because like uh poland spring <clears throat> like it's less uh evident when you're doing the cracking of the top mm -hmm. so sometimes you're like damn that was it already loose or not? Because I noticed that with a lot of the um, girlfriends you've had in the past. No, like, but I don't know why. It, <laughs> horrible, <laughs> horrible. No, but like, it's like the thing is, why would somebody drink out of a Poland Spring, refill it with tap water, and then close it again? Mm. But like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I guess I think like, there's a conspiracy between some of those. Here we go. <laughs> You know what it is? <laughs> you got the halal guys, right? Oh, shit. They, they pay the Asian people from, like, Chinatown in New York to grab uh -huh. those bottles from all around the city. You ever see those, like, Asian ladies that grab all the plastic bottles? Yeah. And then they have, like, this thing from China where they get the cheaper soda and uh -huh. they're refilling it in these bottles, right? And then they're repackaging and selling it to the halal guys for half the price. Oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? And then everybody else is getting, like, this, like, half-assed Mountain Dew and water. But nobody knows because the halal food tastes so good from the <laughs> That's season the distraction. That's the distraction <laughs> from the actual. We're gonna start making people paranoid. Yo. We can't do this. Oh my god! <laughs> Damn. Because what are they doing with those bottles? I know they. I know they're making a little like five cents on each plastic bottle or yeah, something. I think something like that. I think you. You. I want to make a at movie. least they want to make you believe that they That's bring it back I'm to saying. these recycling centers mm -hmm. and then they get five cents for each bottle. Do you see them? <laughs> I've seen one lady, she's like tied the bag and it's like choking her, but she has like two <laughs> huge bags. She has like in the cartoons. And then she has a walking stick. stick. That's it. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yo. And they're always out like super late, like shady as hell. Like it's Yo, three real. in the morning. Mm -hmm. When do you Dumpster sleep? Dumpster diving. <laughs> <laughs> they sleep in the day clear in the daytime, clearly. I'm telling you. Whoa. How do we get there? It's like it's like, you know. The ice cream liquor girl. 
Do you think she should get the jail time? She should get some type of repercussion. Mm. If not, she should get like a not like a, even like a house arrest, but she should have to do probation a, or something. Probation with a little bit of uh, make her work at the ice cream factory. <laughs> she'll be like uh, <laughs> now she'll be the one stealing all the fucking things no nah, she'll be fucking doing asshole. something else but uh yeah i just saw a bunch of disgusting uh copycats like one guy like really gr- i almost punched my phone in the face what the do you think day. what do you what do you think about hashtag cucumber challenge <laughs> i saw the cucumber challenge the other day but i never saw any of the videos what was that about where people like sucking on cucumbers That's basically and putting them back to. There was this one girl. Uh, Not knowing there's pesticides on the shit. I hope they were organic. <laughs> <laughs> organic cucumbers. Jay, ladies out there, Jay wants to hand you an organic cucumber. Oh Thoughtful ass guy. Yeah, that's funny. No, but uh, yeah, there was one girl. She was going uh, ham, quote unquote, on this cucumber, saliva and all. It's not vegan. <laughs> I mean, you know, like... Uh, this is this is where I was getting into uh, with the last podcast about the thirst trapping and I mean there's a certain degree of vulgarity that is become the new sexy. I'm lean. Mm-hmm. I mean this is just my opinion. Um, I actually got backlash for it mm-hmm. uh, straight up last time. So um, I don't know. Like either double, double down, kid. Double down. <laughs> yeah. Either 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 like in this world you're seen as ma- misogynistic because you're not letting your woman enter the cucumber challenge. Or you're just trying to protect somebody's dignity, <laughs> uh, because just on in, in a public sense, it's like yeah, we we get that you can you can go on you know, go in on a D, go girl, you know we get it, and not one guy is not gonna think you know subconsciously that's like very exciting, but at the same <laughs> time, I mean I feel like social media has entered the world beyond no shame, mm. so yeah, that's weird though. I'm all about like sexual freedom and stuff yeah. like that, but sucking Amber, on a cucumber in the middle of the supermarket. Is Amber a weird. Rose had a five-piece <laughs> video on it where she, she was speaking. No, she was uh, speaking on it because she said, uh, "It's okay for these ladies to go in on the cucumber challenge." She said, "Personally, she can't go that far with the cucumber." So she. Do you mean the action itself, like doing yeah, it, she, or she, she can't, can't go do it? That she, she does. She does. She she has a gag reflex oh okay okay so she says uh she makes up for it in personality and other things and that you should never be ashamed uh if you can't go in on a cucumber (laughs) um there was like all these different things to it and i was like it would be amber rose like i'm not saying that in a bad sense but i mean she's the face of yeah sexual freedom and sexual freedom and stuff stuff like that like one of i'm just saying ladies um you know there's different ways to express yourself. No, whatever. <laughs> express you, your yeah. sexuality and stuff like whatever that. Whatever you're doing, please, in a sense, uh, know, there's, know there's repercussions for everything. So if you don't want to attract the wrong people, uh, you know, there are a lot of crazy guys out there at the same time. There are crazy women, too. Probably people waiting outside the supermarket. Yeah, and <laughs> the thing is, people find ways to find people. <clears throat> and if they can't get the way, sometimes they hurt people and stuff like that. So I just want everybody to be smart before they put themselves out there in a certain way and protect yourselves because again between the dominican republic between just what goes on nowadays uh, a lot of people go missing yeah people are crazy man yeah and you don't want to end up under somebody's bed somewhere in a brooklyn basement oh god 
and you know that's it it's it's just like have fun do what you like but at the mm-hmm. same time be smart and understand mm-hmm. what you do yeah that just goes in general just be careful what you put out there into the universe because in the viral age that we live in any little thing that you put out there cannot be taken down because it gets to a certain point where it gets so out of control that it's out there yeah and you might not get a job because you're sucking on a cucumber at pathmark <laughs> yeah you never know who will find you and, that, right. and that's the thing it's like i mean that takes away from your freedom too mm-hmm. as a person certain companies should be able to separate mm-hmm. what you do in your quote-unquote personal life even though you're putting it out in the public right, right. from everything else yeah, but yeah that's another topic that's it again I, like i said from from a man's perspective from a straight man's perspective you know there's not cis male cis male there's (laughs) there's there's nothing a lot of those things are very attractive like i i I admitted to it even to the person that had kind of disagreed with me with a couple of posts that seemed i guess to them misogynistic on Mm -hmm. my end i said that you know behind closed doors in a sense uh, there's certain sexual uh, sexual things that I love that I haven't even really expressed publicly. Like mm-hmm. as a guy, I'm like, wow, I love this, 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 that, and the third. Yeah. But when it when it hits the certain public and stuff like that, it can affect your career as much as me posting my views on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So again, you guys, <laughs> even if I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not the person sucking the cucumber, you can also get in trouble if you're commenting on it. So. Right be careful um shit i was gonna segue off that okay but i can't remember now my memory's been shit lately so what were you saying misogynistic oh okay so um you were mentioning that uh somebody disagreed with you yes so um there's nothing wrong with disagreeing no um on either end it just opens up the conversation where both sides can talk um and it's good that us as straight males can and we're pretty good when it comes to like you know having conversations with others if we disagree on something but let's talk about it mm-hmm. um this person became truly offended though mm-hmm. it just it just it spiraled not where i wanted it to go but yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's always hard through text mm-hmm. i don't like having these conversations uh with people on social right. media by text because <clears throat> i could be saying something in sincerity mm-hmm. but the text is like very monotone so it's like mm-hmm. almost doesn't have an emotion so I that's feel why like i overuse emoji uh, emojis <laughs> emojis and gifs yeah that's why i overuse them so i can portray what i'm feeling at that particular yeah. moment that i'm sending that text i guess that's you know like, I mean? you know, it is important to <clears throat> use emojis and stuff like I that. i think so but sometimes people may take it as sarcasm yeah so i know that, that's another thing it's mm-hmm. a very fine line yeah so that's why i actually switched and you know what? It has a really nice clarity. Mm-hmm. If you guys ever used IG voice recorder, that's mm-hmm. really, really nice. Very, very helpful. Yeah. Very helpful. I had a conversation with somebody on the Benetton page the other day where it's like I wanted to port- not portray, but I wanted to get this idea off. Mm-hmm. And she actually contacted me okay. through the voice. I was like, yo, this thing is here. No, it's, it, yeah, it's the clarity really cool. is yeah, nice. Yeah. The clarity is cool. And, you know, we got our ideas out there. And, you know, it. it I would probably recommend something like that. Mm-hmm. in the future if something like that happens like hey this is no offense let's talk about it type of thing yeah because um, i remember a few years ago when um what's his name bruce jenner was transitioning to caitlin yes. i may have made a couple not a joke or anything like that but it was like something where 
you know, transgender people were out there, right? Yeah. But not as out there until Bruce made the transition mm-hmm. to Caitlyn or whatever. Um, so I had mentioned something on Facebook and somebody was dating a transgender person that was transitioning at the time. Okay. And this person got very offended. And I'm like, listen, I wasn't trying to offend you, but if you are offended in some way, let's talk about it. Yeah. And that person hasn't spoken to me since. <clears throat> yeah. Somebody I know? No. Oh, okay. No. But this person is like very ignorant and doesn't have the maturity to have a conversation and again we are people we are programmed a certain (laughs) way (laughs) (laughs) we are certain people right we are programmed a certain way we are raised a certain way and we've mentioned this on previous podcasts we have to unlearn other things yeah things that are not healthy to build relationships with other people to be more open-minded to be more understanding of others you know what i mean so um I implore you guys to mature your communication levels. Um, and if your point isn't getting across, use voice, call, meet up in person, let's have a coffee yeah. or tea, whatever you're into, whatever. and and teach me. I'm willing to I'm willing to learn. Always willing to learn. Exactly. That's the thing that I <clears throat> always enjoy about this podcast and enjoy about us in general is that we're always open. Mm-hmm. We're ready to learn and we're not we're not trying to offend anyone. No, we're we're not right. closing the gates on somebody, you know, just because we disagree. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. So Yeah. Yeah. And just keep in mind that we we are open minded. We are always trying to learn. Even and unlearn yeah, bad things. Even yeah. my brother, like, we had this uh conversation the other day and we said, uh, he said he's always trying to see both sides. And he said at first He's always he's disagreed a lot with the Republicans on certain things, but mm-hmm. he's starting to disagree with the Democrats on things because I'm on that same page. Yeah, he said um, when it came to this whole conflict with abortion, he's saying the problem with the Democrats versus the Republicans is that the Democrats, as a majority, seem to neglect the fact that death is still involved. And that even though it's pro-choice on their end, mm-hmm. you're negating the fact that you are killing something. Yeah. And then on the Republican end is saying, you know, you the only the only thing is with some politicians on the Republican, they're like, we shouldn't abort this child. It is a life. You should, if you do abort it, you should, you know have to deal with the consequences mm-hmm. but it, like when it comes to their daughters or their mistresses they're like okay abortion's great <laughs> you know what i'm saying side chick gets pregnant side chick, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. we should change the abortion law just for today and you're like okay <laughs> real quick real quick yeah yeah but that that's uh, the thing too it's like you know even though on keto there is vegan keto but there is also you know carnivorous keto and the thing is i see a lot of vegans man like you guys have to understand mm-hmm. You can talk to plants. If you look at trees, have they intertwined their roots? There is a life to it. Um, you kill that plant, it is no longer able to give off oxygen to us or have the chlorophyll or chlor, you know, within it. So it's like you're killing things too. So let's not negate the fact. Mm-hmm. And this is not coming at vegans. I'm just saying, like, you know, um, the extreme vegans. Yeah, th- there's a Brazilian <laughs> chef. Uh, actually, my brother went to brazil recently he went to his uh restaurant i forgot the gentleman's name but he's on uh the netflix chef's table and he said the thing with food or um with you know being a chef you always 
have to realize that there is death within your meal. And it's not the thing a lot of people want to face, but there's there's always death always takes place. I just feel place. the room getting darker. That light's going to go out in yeah. a few seconds. The sun's going to go away. No, but it's true. So like again, when we're when we're talking about seeing both sides, mm-hmm. you can't just, you know, like lay in the pool and say everything's great when if you zoomed out a little bit, there's a ring of fire around it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that that dog in the fire exactly (laughs) this is fine dog yeah and i feel like a lot of people are living like that this way and that you're going to an extreme where it's like everything's fine let me do my thing but if we zoomed out a little bit from that dog's face because people cropped on it you can see a lot of things are messed up on the edges you know what i'm saying yeah so that brings me to i'm gonna try to find this tweet but just speaking on the government and how each side just goes so far in the opposite direction mm-hmm. um that is kind of a turnoff for okay. me um what's that lady's name del casio girl oh yeah yeah. it's become popular lately yeah the um democratic she's she's is she running for no she's she's part she's of congress part of the, the the senate i think yeah is she a senator no i think so <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I'm, throwing, I'm rolling through my twitter <laughs> <laughs> let's see this is that ricardo uh no but it could be <laughs> yo hold on why can't i get the sound back if you guys you guys should follow jay's twitter is actually very entertaining <laughs> what is going on wow oh, this is the last thing you see before you die in the dominican republic <laughs> <laughs> If you see this robot, know your life will be taken within Yo. seconds. Oh, this fucking ice cream liquor girl. Um, I don't know where this tweet went. It was only a couple of days ago, but she was saying something along the lines, and don't quote me on this, but it's talking about, oh, let's get rid of the homeland security or something like that. She wants to get rid of homeland security. I didn't read the article because I hate reading stuff about politics. But I kind of retweeted and I was like, yo, just let's just get rid of the whole damn White House while we're at it. It's funny because I've been seeing a lot of people uh, tweet about protecting how to protect yourself from ice. Yeah, yeah. And I posted you, something yeah. on the Benetton page. If you guys right are there. unfamiliar with ice, I feel like uh, it's immigration. What does it stand for? Immigration. Immigration seizing, I think. Yeah. Definition. Enforcement. Uh, something like that. I don't know. You could continue talking while I look this up. Yeah, so basically, you know, ICE has been taking a lot of illegal immigrants um, who don't have documentation and stuff. and Immigration and customs enforcement. Yes. Yeah, so way off. They've been well, setting up the, uh, their own. You know how, like, they do uh, certain checks, like the, the cops towards the yeah, yeah. checkpoints at the end of the month <clears throat> where, you know trying to get their quote yeah so i feel ice you know ice has been doing the same thing within our areas and uh this goes for jersey and stuff like that so i think it's supposed to start on sunday this is like like another topic again i discussed this with my brother um how do you feel about this like if if your house if your household where you where you live in clifton if that was the u.s right mm-hmm. and some random people just walk through your front door and start sitting on your couch how would you feel about that um are they paying rent 
They're actually... Are they functioning members of this household? Are they if, washing dishes, taking out the garbage? If they started washing dishes and taking out the garbage, but every time you get up or whatever you're trying to do, they're in the living room. How do you feel? Hmm. I'm annoyed about my family members that do that. <laughs> my roommates. It's like, I mean, that's 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 where it gets hard. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody, like, because somebody brought it up to me mm-hmm. where they said, like, if somebody came into your house yeah. stuff that's like more that. personal though like people try to make um references to stuff like yeah. that and try to tie things in and like yeah i get it i don't want anybody yeah. walking into my house but at the same time stuff, the way I, I see it is that a majority of the illegal immigrants that are here they make the american lifestyle easier like mm-hmm. usually these people are in the kitchens or behind working very hard so you can get your morning bagel yeah doing so the you, jobs that yeah. Americans don't want to do Yeah, so I feel like, honestly, like, if all those people disappeared, it'd be like a ghost town. Like, yeah. you know, like, you would go and you'd be like, uh, can I get a bagel and a coffee? Mm-hmm. Be like, hello? Anybody here? <laughs> It'll be like the, the Thanos snap. Yes. Exactly. Wow, like that. that'd be dope. Can we make a Thanos snap slash immigration movie? Immigration movie. Yeah. I think there might be something like that, actually. I think I saw like a YouTube video. I of, did. Like, what yeah, would happen yeah, yeah. if like immigrants didn't weren't here? here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, these immigrants are on your roofs. Are I mean that's what makes America in the, in the first Making place. Making your bagels in the morning. Yeah. Ripping out these plants out the ground that you want to suck on in the middle of Pathmark for these viral videos. Crazy. <laughs> So, I mean, it's a touchy subject. It's, it's always it's so like touchy. everything else. It's like there's both sides. I can see certain things. It's like if somebody, like going off that metaphor that you had before, um, if somebody walks into my house and wants to be a fully functioning member of that household, okay, cool. Yeah. But if you walk into my house and stab my nephew in the face, then I don't want you yeah. in my house. But by then, it's a little too late. You I think, I mean? you so know, I think it's a, uh, <clears throat> we live, we don't realize it, but we live in a transition transitional era. And I say that uh, within like a lot of politics of a lot of things. So the old America that people used to know uh, between, you know, just kind of like the influence of the youth, kind of like where you have certain women that are entering places and, you know, certain people of color that are now in power versus how it was established. Um you know, that's what France is going through. So it's kind of like there is a transitional uh, place where the old school is not happy with the new school. New school is not happy with the old traditional values. And there's this clash. Hmm. So we're here experiencing it where none of us have the answers. But at the same time, we're like taking out our popcorn and watching this all unfold. Yeah. So I feel that, yeah, like it's, it's a transitional period, so there is a lot of sensitivity. It has to do with a lot of, you know, whatever side you're playing, somebody's getting affected. Yeah. So, you know. It's I, like with everything else, I think. Yeah. Like if we're talking about, like, comes. Mexican immigration, I don't think that even uh, a Mexican family uh, that, you know, say they got their visas or came in the right way or they are considered Americans now, I don't think you're going to hear them yelling like, oh, yeah, like all Mexicans, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Like it's a place where maybe, uh, you know, America will become more of a Latin based 
country and that's that's fine and i feel like that brings fear to certain people whether that's mm. like people of european descent or whatever like there's always going to be a victor and it's the same way in sports a victor huh like a, Is that a mexican joke victor or no, like no, no. somebody that's victorious somebody that's victorious oh, okay so like but there will always be a victor yeah that's what i'm Waiting saying it's like home depot you know the lakers aren't always going to make it fuck the lakers <laughs> The Lakers aren't Don't always trigger gonna, me right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> they're not always going to be the championship heroes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like if you, you use, use the Warriors, all right, the Warriors, the Warriors aren't always going to make it to the championships. So you guys have to realize that there will be a fluctuation and a change, and just like, you know, enjoy it, enjoy it. Just just enjoy yeah. the process and know that you know, mm-hmm. we should have more trust within humanity and mankind i know it's hard when you have people licking ice cream and going viral because of it but at the same time there's always a balance i'm trying to find this video that i saw wow i wouldn't even know how to look it up but if i stumble across it i'll send it to you it was about this guy um i think he was mexican i don't know if he was like an influencer of some kind yeah. but he was talking to a white supremacist that spoke on that and how the white supremacist feared being the minority yeah. in a country where he's so used to being every yeah, the majority the majority everything yeah. is everything is fear-based you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying that's that's what i'm saying and like people throughout a fear like have you ever have you ever had somebody that you know that instead of getting fearful like maybe they'll laugh or the nervous laugh that nervous laugh mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah that's what i feel all this is i feel like through social media everything that we come across is like a nervous laugh hmm. instead of you know some people can't show do you feel conspiracy theorists feed into that fear um as well yes <laughs> you know thank you for admitting that <laughs> no 100 percent. like 100 percent. like there's it's like that thing I walked into today when your mom was like, here's this uh, article that completely written by an Armenian person about sodomy and like yeah. child rape in like the U.S. government. I'm yeah. like, what? There's a lot. <laughs> that I just walk into? There's, there's a lot that, you know, it's kind of like that person. Um, I feel like certain bad mouthing goes around too because it's just like the guy that couldn't get with the girl in high school and guess what she mm-hmm. ends up being a hoe because she doesn't sleep with him so she ends up being a hoe well he says she's oh a hoe. i see i see you know what i'm saying so i feel like that type of uh game of telephone mm. is also played amongst many people yeah yeah so you also from a conspiracy theorist point of view you know when you hear so much bad stuff about the government or this or that you might end up finding out it's not that deep it's just people aren't smart enough to get around it other ways or there is you know there's a there's a truth to every stereotype as well so whatever path you decide to take just look into it amen so i guess we can continue with the conspiracies here um hey man i love conspiracies just going back to the joe rogan podcast right yes bob Um, lazar so I don't know what the hell's been going on with me lately. I don't know if it's because I've been listening to this uh, my little murder podcast thing, <laughs> but I've just been like trying to see like diving deeper into the thought process of human beings mm-hmm. and why they do certain things. And I'm listening to this podcast, and just to give some people some background information, we were listening to this podcast that Joe Rogan, very good guy, mm-hmm. 
yo, he's really good at what he does. He is. Um, <clears throat> he's the perfect person. Like, I feel like he's in a certain place where he's like us, right? Like, yeah. he's very open-minded and he's willing to have a conversation with somebody of exactly the opposite side. You know what I like about talk. his podcast? <clears throat> it's not... Because we say conspiracy and this and that. Mm-hmm. But I think the larger picture of what we're both enjoying right now, and especially because of the type of job that you took on, mm-hmm. I think you're a fan but don't know of it. Psychology. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. I you know, I'm just guess. saying. Like, we're all very. Like, mm-hmm. we want to push the limits of how, why no, we function the way we do. And I all definitely that. know that. Yeah. yeah, I could admit to that. Yeah, absolutely. But um, what I like about this is that it opens up the conversation. Yes of different things right mm-hmm. even as crazy as this sounds you know mm-hmm. uh this guy um, i don't think it's crazy though bob lazar yeah i think it's the opposite of crazy but thinking just just like taking a step back and just listening to the conversation uh so background information bob lazar right that's bob lazar uh is this guy that used to work according to him he used to work at this area what they used to call it area 51 but yeah, he yeah. said that it's he worked a, south of it a site somewhere near that area yeah. where he said he was working on uh alien aircrafts yeah what we call ufos they found him because <clears throat> he was making these absurd yet powerful engines that for he, his car for his car <laughs> yeah. like they would rocket across the desert and like mm-hmm. they found him as you know i would say very, a mechanical very, engineer very smart guy so yeah. Um, so he was talking about how he worked on these, uh, certain vehicles, uh, space vehicles, I guess you could call them that, um, he worked on UFOs from this world because of the technology that was in it. Basically Bob Lazar was speaking on, they found him. It took like six months to get into this program where they finally unveiled that, uh, they found quote unquote, the engine to an, a UFO. Mm -hmm. he said that uh he's walking through the base he said that they saw from the corner of his eye because he was asked to look forward and not to the side until he reached his destination within the base Mm -hmm. but he could clearly see from his sight or his view that there were nine aircrafts he found out that two were found from the ancient times one i think in egypt area and one maybe in like a nordic country and that he was told with another scientist or colleague of his to work on the engine of this UFO. And basically, it was like a half sphere that laid on top of this triangle metallic piece. And it had its own gravitational push. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is the type of stuff. Kind of like a force field. Type yeah, it had a force field where like if you put his hand near it, he could never touch this object. And mm-hmm. it just, he could never, like they were just trying to find out how to manipulate it how it worked mm-hmm. and the thing Just is to understand it basically yeah and the thing is he said one of the scientists had died um prior to working on it because i think they were trying to cut into it with t- some type of plasma laser but like he said you know there's only certain things and he got to actually go on board one of these you know ufo this one of these crafts mm-hmm. And he said, what really stuck out to me is, again, like this guy was going into so much detail about stuff. But one thing that really stuck out to me, he said the only thing that he could relate to when he went on to the UFO was that imagine, you know, the cardboard containers that hold beers, like the ones that hold the bottles, like the the one that you carry. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He said 
when you add pressure from the top of that, if you added pressure from the top, it doesn't collapse easily. Mm -hmm. He says it kind of holds its structure. And he said, but if you did take the beer bottles out and you collapse it from the side, so easy mm -hmm. to like, you know, make <clears throat> it fold. Yeah. And he said when he was in the aircraft, uh, he couldn't really stand up fully. And he's like 5'10". Mm -hmm. But he said the flooring to where the engine was, there's this honeycomb um, shaped floor that if you stood on top of it, it can hold your weight. But if you were to press it and fold it from the side, it opened the gate to the engine room. Mm -hmm. And I thought stuff like that was so intriguing. Mm -hmm. And I could hear... I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a human instinctiveness, but like I feel I could hear the sincerity mm -hmm. in this gentleman's voice when he was telling his story. And mm -hmm. it was so exciting to me to know that to me in my world, I feel like I, I believe it. Mm -hmm. And he said his whole goal is that it's kind of like a crime against humanity to know one, there's two questions we always have. And this is why people take the religious route one we want to know what what happens to us when we die mm -hmm. and secondly we want to know if we're alone mm -hmm. and to know one of those answers out of the two biggest questions in life to know that we're not alone there's other life beings from other galaxies and stuff like that and they have this technology we don't understand yet is incredible to me mm -hmm. incredible yeah I mean, to think that, that we're alone in this universe that's so huge is, is foolish, I think. It would be. Um, so my, my take on it was, and I think I texted you this before you even listened to it. I, I was like, listen to this thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, on the fence. I, I find it interesting, right? Whether it's true or not, I'm not here but to what, judge or what, whatever. But what does your, what does your gut <clears throat> say? Like, at the end of the day, if you had to pick, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past any government saying that they're hiding all this kind of testing and stuff like yeah. that. So, Well, they're saying I that mean, they don't even understand how it works. He's like, mm -hmm. the government doesn't know how it works. This is why they're testing it. Yeah, They bring it out every 10 years to see mm -hmm. that if the science that we have now ca caught up to anything yeah. that they're checking in. Mm -hmm. I mean, my, my thoughts is um, he's either a very, very good storyteller. Mm -hmm. He is telling the truth. Yeah. or the other but either way it's an interesting story um and my thoughts is if it was so secret and i don't know if he touched on this because i didn't finish the whole thing mm -hmm. um why is he still alive why don't they just like off him and be like oh he fell in the bathtub because that to me it was it would it would prove it correct because i feel okay. the government would keep somebody alive like that and not mm -hmm. touch them why would they care so they seem crazy. So he seems crazy. Like mm. you're not telling the truth. I see. Because that would un unveil or unveil mm -hmm. that it was true, and that yeah, he, you know what I'm saying. I see. So then that goes back to the Doctor Sebi thing. Why would they kill Nipsey if it's truly, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so that whole conspiracy with that with, was going with on a situation then? like that, it's that um, that's more of a suppression ta tactic. Because it says, if you're a man of color and you speak up, if you start spreading the truth, you too will get gunned down. So now, what is most controlled through fear? Mm -hmm. So if they if they did that with Bob Lazar, one, it's just showing that, okay, if he disappears because he 
put it out there and like it could be like really true mm-hmm. it would be too evident that the but government's trying Bob to Lazar again like trip down the stairs or something well this, this is a thing it's a thing of timing mm-hmm. so if you're Dr. Sebi and if you've been you've so been, the government has to wait for this to blow over and then make a plot against Bob Lazar yeah they, 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 they can be like okay because he's been consistent with it I was gonna say that maybe he's he's on to something where he stays consistent stays relevant with his crazy story mm-hmm. so that it doesn't so he can die stay down. alive because uh, if you die down with it then they could get rid of you because mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's probably the, the fbi agent in his phone is like damn this guy's still going that's what i'm have saying to wait a little longer that's what i'm saying so like <laughs> i think he might have found maybe that loophole, that loophole yeah. that like just telling the truth even if because it's so far-fetched to other people Mm -hmm. it's like the thing with me hollywood all these things you have this like yes the human mind is a beautiful thing and we could come up with ufos and stuff like but everything why is there such a because he said it himself he said if the day that they find out how this um technology works that they came across that everything that we see in sci-fi films becomes true. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, if you find how this engine that has its own gravitational push has that technology, is like, you'll see Millennium Falcons, you'll see all this crazy stuff. And But at the same time, I feel like you'll hear people say that entertainment gives you, slowly feeds you the, this, truth. the truth to this foresight. So it's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, to think that we're alone is stupid. I I think mm-hmm. first and foremost, even if it was like an organism that you see under a microscope, but it's from another planet, mm-hmm. that's still telling you, life is here outside of us. It doesn't have to be in your stereotypical alien form. Mm-hmm. But to think that we're alone, just stupid, it's bonkers, bonkers. Yeah. So I posed a question a couple of days ago, just switching gears. Mm-hmm about chris brown okay and his releasing of 32 track albums yes and whether it can be hurting him or helping him i have my business theory on it Mm -hmm. i put a poll up the other day and 63 percent of the people said that it hurts him okay and this was like 20 something votes to like I forget what the math was, so like eight or nine or something like that. Okay. So 63 to 37 or something like that. Um, and I know you were playing devil's advocate the other day. Mm-hmm. And I'll bring that question up again mm-hmm. because it's been how long now? Three weeks? Yeah. Four weeks since the album came out? Mm-hmm. And have you really heard anything about any like classics on there? I want to say... I want to say that uh, before I'm perceived to play devil's advocate, I want to say that, you know, I I I definitely played God's lawyer on this one because (laughs) it's one of those situations where Chris Brown is the Michael Jackson of our time. Whether somebody, you know, it's just he's an entertainer that dances, sings well. He influences a lot to all the other R&B singers you want to be Chris Brown on the fame side, okay? 
So when you release a 32 track album, especially in our our day and age, you're doing something one because he has the fan base. Like you're not going to be a new artist and put out a 32 track album. He is a very well established artist. He has a fan base. He has very hardcore following. And when you do that, if you play the numbers game, uh, especially with streaming, you can get a lot more money. Mm -hmm. And one, even if you're not listening to every track, you're having people start by going into the album. There is some type of hype or whatever surrounding it. And when your single is featuring drake and it's a number one hit you already have that leverage mm -hmm. so again when it comes from a streaming numbers thing or you know when people go back to the album if they're playing it all the way through you're doubling your time on streams jesus the train mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's the way i see it i say that chris brown he's getting some industry insight that even if he didn't want to put out a 32 track album there is a rhyme or a reason why he's doing it and again i feel like people live in the shadows with this where it's like i've checked out all 32 tracks during an editing session and there was a fluidity to it that didn't even if it was background music like there's college kids that i love chris brown you're ending up doing a paper for two hours and you're playing the whole thing. Mm -hmm. He got all your streams. So it. how can that mm -hmm. hurt somebody? I say because as a creative mm -hmm. and as a fan of bodies of work, yeah. I don't think you can do a 32 track album and say that every piece in that album is a solid piece of work. But this is also where I was listening <clears throat> into Gary V and he said quality is what people quality isn't isn't is a certain different standard now it's what the people make of quality mm -hmm. you know uh you can have a meme that is shot on an iphone versus a dslr camera and mm -hmm. it's considered quality because it gets so much popularity and hype mm -hmm. around it. and this is one thing i i have like i personally disagree on mm -hmm. but it's how it works nowadays mm -hmm. so when you're talking about a body of work that is it's in its excellence like you know why is Little Pump number one versus like a J. Cole on the charts? Mm -hmm. What is quality to people nowadays? And like, what does that even matter? No, because again, we live in a capitalistic society. It's about the numbers. Mm -hmm. It's about, it's a dick measuring contest. Okay. Mm -hmm. How many tracks do I have? How many hot producers do I have on it? Mm -hmm. How many dope features? Like, am I number one? Like if, if Rihanna comes out with a 32 track album as well, Mm -hmm. Due to all her hype versus, uh, I don't even know, some other like female act mm -hmm. that's kind of in the same range. It's like, but my argument is that if you have a condensed body of work, you would mm -hmm. get more streams. You would get more people on the train as far as uh, digesting your album, putting on that on the playlist because. Uh, I listened to four tracks on the Chris Bound album. I remember that it was 32 on there, and I was like, this is overwhelming. And I jumped back to the Bad Bunny and uh, J Balvin album, yeah. which had, I think, seven or eight solid songs, which I still listen to to this day. Yeah. So you take one person, right? Let's say, how many fans do you think Chris Brown has? So check this out, right? I went to Billboard 200. A lot Hold of people on. are going to say, I don't want to talk about billboards. 
number one i don't want to talk about billboards <laughs> okay because of the number of songs that are on that album yeah. so you take let's say a million fans for the sake of mathematics okay they play the album once that's 32 million streams right there right mm -hmm. but he doubled on the numbers so even <clears> if they're because they know i feel like they know from statistics if you're a young person that has an uh, attention span of whatever whatever maybe you're going through the album a five track album maybe two or three times at most until you're on to the new thing mm -hmm. say you had five tracks that's 15 right that's 15 plays versus 32 track album you already doubled those numbers mm -hmm. with one play mm -hmm. so it if if anything they secured their bag I understand all that <laughs> money wise. I get it. I get yeah. it. But I'm saying quality wise, if he continues doing this, I don't think it's going to last long. I know. But at the same time, so what, I'm, what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. for mathematic purposes, you take one per one million people. Mm -hmm. That's 32 million streams. Yes. That's off one play. Yes. They like one third of the songs. Mm -hmm. So maybe 10 out of those 32. So they'll continue playing those 10 songs. Yes. But if you have a solid piece of work, let's say a classic album, like yes. you're passing on possibly having a classic album. If you've condensed those 64 songs mm -hmm. into 10 to 15 super solid pieces of work, you'll get those million people to stream the album way more consistently, way more times. That's another thing that I think I spoke to you about is saying that you can't, you can't like even though you have those 32 track pieces in your pocket under your belt the times change too it's like mm -hmm. yes we lived in a trap era it seems like for the past 10 years where everything has an 808 and a you know going nowhere. trap snare <laughs> but things change as well like you know if if chris brown held on to one of his older songs and tried to release it now unfortunately it wouldn't work so I feel like he has to regurgitate, <laughs> putting it nicely, all these tracks out because, again, it's such a safe zone, even though it seems risky or like, oh, I'm not going to listen to 32 tracks. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, even if somebody doesn't have time for five track albums, he, his management team, they know they played it safe. And again, That's why it's so the, <laughs> the word quality is so vague. Now there's such a blurred line with the with the word quality that you know you could be a JID and you put out something solid, but like who's gonna recognize that? Like I hear people, you know, say uh, there's young kids that think Nas is whack. You know what I'm saying? And that you know you can't. It is what it is. It is what it is. So like for me, if you're even. You know, if you can stay a full like Chris Brown, where you're even a topic of discussion, you're already winning. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, from a business standpoint, I can't be mad at them. That That's the way I see it. I'm not going to. Again, yeah, you might be right that we're playing devil's advocate. But mm -hmm. again, like if I have to put the facts out from this era that we live in, mm -hmm. he played it well. The general consensus in my DMs was that people didn't even get through five or six songs because there was so many on there. So they'll go, they'll go back if they really if they care. If not, they got through five tracks, which is a short piece of work that somebody would put out anyway. 
So he got exactly. those in the pocket. Exactly my point. So if you put a track, like an album that has five to ten songs, not five because I think that's way too short, but like ten songs, ten mm -hmm. solid songs, you would have those people listen to it all the way through and possibly multiple times. Hopefully. So that's my thing on that. Yeah, it could be overwhelming. I, I know I haven't listened to, out of those 64 tracks, I've listened to maybe like ten. Yeah. I know I like personally like short and sweet even back in the day when uh like you know when uh artists put out like a 20 track album a double sided yeah yeah it started becoming you know a little much like when Jay-Z started doing double discs and stuff like that you like your one CD Tupac used to do that all the time yeah yeah, yeah. but uh but look at Tupac he's still relevant mm -hmm. because he has such an impact impact you know what I'm yeah. saying so I say like thinking we, maybe because i don't know i wish they were still around to see where they would be at in this climate some of these artists are like stew though you know you leave it in the fridge for a couple of days it's better than the first day that you like lasagna bro you know what i'm saying <laughs> i want to be a lasagna artist <laughs> so um did we do the gallery last time i don't know if we did but um, we did, uh, i feel like i don't know it was one of us that i think you did the whole uh yeah we part anyway um i do want to give a shout out to that would, bad no. boy right there this is gonna be my new pair of glasses I so one eye photography richard has been uh shooting for these guys over here yes. temples and bridges i will be putting their name in this video Super so you guys can frame. check them out these are the um this is a collaboration between the gentleman on ig his name is success addict success addict yeah and uh tito which is owner of temples and bridges and he creates yeah. these these if you guys read it in the corner here it says temples and bridges uh it's handmade mm -hmm. this is a usa product and uh says the success addicts on the other side and i think this is a super dope frame this is mm -hmm. constructive of a high quality plastic i believe and um it's kind of have like a matte finish they have like a super dope um, fade, which I love, as you guys see, mm -hmm. within the glass. I think I'm going to change this to a brownish color because they have a brown pair. This is like green. They have one that has like a shinier gray. They have so many choices. So go, guys, go to uh, templeandbridges.com. Mm -hmm. I think it's T-M-P-L-S. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll put it in the video. Yeah, yeah, so you, you put it in the video. But you guys go to the website, show support, really high quality glasses. This is better mm -hmm. than some of the, I mean, I've seen Gucci made stuff. Like this has weight mm -hmm. to it. You know? Yeah, man. Like, it's good quality stuff, man. And um, what I like about them is that they appreciate quality. Yes. Um, in the sense that they've hired us several times to shoot um, promo stuff for them. Yeah, yeah. And we're basically creating campaigns. So it's really dope. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to shout them out real quick for appreciating us, appreciating them. I also want to give a shout out to the young gentlemen that are running Mod Claire which is in Montclair and it's uh basically shout out to Ramel um he basically does interior designing for people and they have a lot of like 60s and 70s aesthetics mixed with modern day so you'll see like um you know they might have a 60s or 70s chair and they might brand it with some Louis Vuitton they have some Basquiat pieces some supreme pieces just high end quality furniture for uh 
your household if you're into those type of things. So mm-hmm. definitely show them love. They are on Valley Road in Montclair. I believe 623 Valley Road. Or no. Well, this is this is maybe an old. This is, says 547, but I think it's 623 Valley Road. They might have uh, switched their place. but They're on Valley Road somewhere in Montclair. On <laughs> Valley Road. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much it, right? We don't got anything else. Anything else you wanted to touch on, clarify, or bring um, up before we skate? I think uh, that was it. You know, I like this podcast. It was a nice one. Episode nineteen is. Mm-hmm. We touched up on a lot of good topics today. Um, Been hoarding these topics for a while, man. Yeah, we got to talk, uh, speak on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see you guys back when we get back from our travels. Mm-hmm. We'll have some more stories for sure. We'll have another one before we go. Yeah. Got a little quick one before we head out. But um, yeah, man. Uh, YouTube, remember to subscribe, like, comment, turn on that bell notification so you guys can see when we post. You get a notification when we post a video. Yeah. Uh, that way you're up to date. Um, Apple Podcasts, if Apple Podcasts is your. Uh, so, once again, <laughs> technical difficulties once again so um where was i youtube make sure you subscribe like comment turn on that bell notification (laughs) we're laughing because i did this already (laughs) and it didn't record into uh pro tools but um it's okay we always got the audio from the camera so yeah yeah so basically um enjoy your summers yeah enjoy yourself resubscribe follow (laughs) on spotify i don't want to do this shit again (laughs) whatever follow us tell people to follow us please we need to get out there uh we're putting this out there for you guys so i hope you guys enjoyed that and um enjoy your weeks yeah um and we'll try to bang out one more episode before we head out but if not we'll see you guys when we get back and give life a second chance because you always got to hit them with the intro with With the the outro outro. Can you hear it?